The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When the, when the days were completed for their purification according to the law of Moses, they took him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Just as it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that opens the womb shall be consecrated to the Lord, and to offer the sacrifice of a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons, in accordance with the dictate of the law of the Lord. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, awaiting the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen Christ the Lord. He came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform the custom of the law in regard to him, he took him into his arms and blessed God, saying, now, Master, you may let your servant go in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all peoples, a light, to, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and glory for your people Israel. The child's father and mother were amazed at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the rise and the fall of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be contradicted. In you yourself a sword shall pierce, so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. There was also the prophetess Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years having lived seven years with her husband after her marriage and then as a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day with fasting and prayer. And coming forward at that very time, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were awaiting the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had fulfilled all the prescriptions of the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, a few days before Christmas, um, Mark Wahlberg was on the, the, the Kelly and Michael show, now Kelly and Michael. And um, us, my generation, know him better as Marky Mark from Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Yeah, you got that? And, uh, but he's gone on to be the professional Mark Wahlberg, and he really is. He's, he's an outstanding actor, and believe it or not, he's an outstanding Catholic. And uh, so I'm actually going to use him and his model of family for the image of the Holy Family. So... Uh, for those of you who don't know who Mark Wahlberg is, you might know him when I named some of the movies. So he was in Boogie Nights, uh, Three Kings, The Perfect Storm, Planet of the Apes, Rockstar, The Italian Job. He won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor in The Departed. Um, he was in The Other Guy, The Fighter. You might know him from Ted, that movie with the teddy bear that was really bad and obscene. And uh, Transformers, The Age of Extinction. So some of the kids might know him from Transformers. So... Um, 
He was on, uh, Regi on uh, Kelly and Michael, and uh, as he was being interviewed, they asked him, what are you going to do for the holidays? And when he got onto the show, by the way, he said, Merry Christmas to everybody. And, and Kelly and Michael were very quick to say, Happy Holidays. And he said Merry Christmas like three or four times, and every time they corrected him, Happy Holidays, to be politically correct. And uh, so they asked him, what are you going to do for Christmas? And he said, we're going to spend Christmas at our, in our house, and then we're going to Barbados for vacation with my, with my wife and family. I was thinking about somewhere cold and kind of scenic, you know, where there's snow and let the kids snowboard. And my wife said, that'll be the end of our marriage. So my wife is from Florida, and she only likes warm weather, and I'm happy to take my wife wherever she wants to go. So they had a sneak peek of their, their holiday pictures. So, you know, the, the family pictures everybody sends out for Christmas now where you got all the kids, a mom and dad, and everybody looks beautiful and happy. So they showed this picture, and, uh, and it was beautiful. And all of a sudden, you hear everybody on the set laughing because uh, when they showed the picture, Kelly said, you know what, everybody is smiling, but you look like you're in pain. And, uh, and Mark Wahlberg said, yes, I was in pain because trying to get these kids to sit down and pose for a picture when all they want to do is play. And of course, that's the one picture out of 500 that my wife chooses, right? The one where I'm looking like that. And of course, she wants to go from one location to the other and all these different sets and costumes and dresses and all the kids want to do is play. And they're running around like crazy and you can't make them do some organized photo shoots. So it's going crazy, and I'm yelling at, the, at them, and everybody's um, all over the place, and that's the picture that she chooses. And uh, my wife still manages to get a smirk in while all that's going on. She loves the holidays. You know, I want to push the religious aspect of Christmas a little bit more, like no gifts, and hey, let's go to church. And uh, Kelly said, how'd that work out for you? And he goes, the same way as the winter vacation. I'm not suggesting anything anymore. So he went on to talk about how he's been really changing his life. So he's removed, for the last seven years, he's been trying to remove all of his tattoos. And um, he, um, you know, as some of you may have known, lived a very bad life after he was out of Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. He went on to do some pretty bad things, and he actually went to jail, and he did some time, and he, he hurt some people. You know, he did some, some pretty horrible things, and um, he's had a huge conversion. And he goes on now, um, now to be famous, right? He's really made it as a, a famous movie star. But he says that being Catholic is the most important aspect of my life. He said this in, in an interview. Once I focused on my faith, wonderful things started happen, happening to me. And I don't mean professionally. That's not what that's about. These days, I'll be in church, and people come up to me and say, now remember, he's Catholic, so I'll be in a Catholic church, and people come up to him and say, do you mind if I sit and pray with you? And they'll start praying. And it'll turn out that they're praying for their new movie to be a success or whatever. And I'm like, this is not what I'm here for. For me to sit down and ask for material things is ridiculous. It's much bigger than that. I want to serve God and to be a good human being and to make up for the mistakes that I made and the pain that I put people through. That's what I'm praying for. And that's what I recommend to anybody. His whole life changed when he centered his life on prayer, on his faith, and on his family. He stayed focused on what was most important in life, and his career followed that path. Wahlberg goes on to say, being a good actor, a good producer, that's not going to help me sleep at night, or is it going to help me get into heaven? The most important thing from where I sit is to be a good father, a good husband, and a good human being. 
A man who helps his fellow man and raises his kids to be good human beings too. Every single aspect of my family life is joy. He loves his family. Remember, this is coming from this successful actor, and so often we see people when they get success and they get the fame, what happens to their married life and their families? Usually falls apart. He's got something right here. So how does he stay, stay so focused? You know, when he's on this man, when he's this man of Hollywood, he's rich, he's famous, he can fly to all these places for vacation, and um, it goes back to his faith. He actually has a spiritual director. So Father um, Flavin is his parish priest, and Father Flavin has known Mark Wahlberg since he was 13 years old. He's known him for all these years. He helped him when he was in jail. Um, Wahlberg says, he's been in my life since I was 13. He married me and my wife and baptized all my children. And he also helps him to lead and guide him in some of the movie choices that he makes. And no, he's not always been in great movies, but Wahlberg says that that helps show some of the humanity. Um, one of the most powerful things about it is his daily faith life. So he begins every day in prayer, and uh, he goes to daily Mass. And if he can't go to daily Mass for some reason, he goes into, into whatever uh, local Catholic church he can find, and he spends 10 minutes in prayer. And um, spends some quality time with Jesus. So he said, the first thing I do when I start my day is I get down on my hands and knees, and I give thanks to God. So he he gets down on his hands and knees and thanks God for his life. If I can start my day out by saying my prayers and getting myself focused, then I know I'm doing the right thing. That 10 minutes helps me in every way throughout the day. So he begins every day with 10 minutes in prayer. Mark Wahlberg and his family and his faith are witnesses to, to Hollywood and I think to all of us of what it truly means to be a holy family and how Jesus will really help and lead us and guide us through the crazy world that we live in. You know, if, it can lead and, if he can lead and, and guide Mark Wahlberg through the craziness he's been through, believe me, he can lead and guide each and every one of us through whatever craziness we face. So today we celebrate the, the Feast of the Holy Family. When I was born, my mother, she did this with all six of us, but she kind of consecrated us to God, and with each one of us, she, she blessed us and she asked God, for these three things. She said, please help my child to be holy, healthy, and happy, in that order. To be holy, healthy, and happy. That was her prayer for each of us as we were born. And the truth is, it does need to be in that order. Holiness first, healthiness, and then happiness. Sometimes we get mixed up if we go in the opposite order, and we want happiness first, or healthiness first, and we kind of put holiness on the back burner. Holiness has to come first. So what does it mean to have a holy family? When we, when we hear in Scripture today, God sets a father in honor over his children. So think about this. Mark Wahlberg is the spiritual leader of his family. He is the one that is leading the family in the faith. And the truth is, um, you know, in our faith tradition, it's always been the father figure that has been the, the, the teacher, the primary teacher of the faith. We even say this at baptisms, that the Father, may he be not only the, the primary teacher, but the best of teachers of the faith. The Father is really supposed to be the one that leads the family in the faith. And I think the difficulty so often is we, we, we've gotten our priorities mixed up. You know, so oftentimes when I'll bury a father, their children will tell me about what was important to him. And they'll say to me, my father never missed a day of work in his whole life. 
And, and they think, and now that's a wonderful virtue, by the way, but they say that's, the, that's what he prided above all. He never missed a day of work in his whole life. Now, he didn't go to church or he didn't really pray to God or anything like that. He was a good guy, but he never missed a day of work in his whole life. Did that father help get his children to heaven? No, he missed the boat totally. You know, he, he focused his whole life thinking he was doing good, thinking that work was the most important thing, but the most important thing is not work. It's God. You know, imagine if, if a, a child said to me, my father never missed a mass a day of his whole life. Or say he never missed a Sunday mass or a holy day the day of his whole life. And if you, if you got 60, you know, 52 masses a year plus the holy days, let's say 60, and you times that by 80, that's, what is that, 8, eight times 6? What is it? Somebody yell, yell it loud that could do math. 480,000, thank you. 480? 480. Yeah, but like 80 years. Is that it? 4,800, thank you. All right, none of you know math. <laughs> so imagine, you know, imagine if 4,800 times God was put first. Now I know all of you today on Sunday, Sunday Mass right now, you have given up something to be here, right? Maybe, it's, maybe you could have slept in. I don't know what it is. You've given up something to be here Sunday. And Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, you've given up something. You have chosen holiness over something else. 4,800 times over your whole life. <laughs> then we hear in the second reading, Brothers and sisters, put on as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, heartfelt compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with one another, forgiving one, one another. If one has a grievance against another, as the Lord forgives, so must you do. And over all of these, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And, and let the peace of Christ control your hearts. That's what truly holiness is when the peace of Christ is at the center of our lives and he controls our hearts. Let the word of God dwell richly in you. How does that happen? It happens by coming to Mass every Sunday and hearing the word of God and as Mark Wahlberg did every day spending 10 minutes letting the word of God dwell richly in us. Singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs and gratitude in your hearts to God. So we hear, you know, Jesus made it very simple. He said, if you want to get to heaven, there, there, there's, there's only two commandments. The first is, love God with all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your soul. And the second is, love your neighbor as yourself. These are the two commandments, and, and, and all of the commandments fall under these. Well, I think the problem is, we've lost the first one. Love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul. That's what makes us holy. And we've just kind of focused on the second one, which is the good guy heresy, I like to say. Just be a good guy and that's enough. Now that's wonderful, but if you're not loving God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, you're failing. We're failing in our priorities. So finally we hear in the gospel, Jesus is consecrated. He's taken to the temple. So right after he's born, Mary and Joseph take Jesus to the temple and they lay him down in the altar. Now the altar was always a symbol of sacrifice. So in the temple, back in, in those times, 2,000 years ago, they would sacrifice animals. And that's why they were taking a pair of turtle doves. They would sacrifice animals for God to make atonement for their sins. And Jesus, they actually took Jesus to the altar and laid him on the, on the altar. And they gave their son to God. 
And that's when we heard Simeon say, Now you let your servant go in peace, for my, my, your word has been fulfilled. Notice for Mary, she chose holiness first, but happiness didn't follow. Because we hear in the gospel, um, the prophet says to her, In your heart, Mary, a sword shall pierce. Mary would experience pain by giving her child to God. Holiness would not ultimately lead, in all cases, to happiness. I'm sure there were many happy occasions for Mary, but she's known as the sorrowful mother because holiness came first. So the truth is, for all of us, those, those, that's the order, the priority that we, that we ought to have with our families. Holy, healthy, and happy. We want all three. And, and hopefully we do have all three, but they have to come in order. And sometimes healthiness and happiness don't happen, but holiness can always happen. And just as Mark Wahlberg had been living a horrible life when he, he was saved and kind of turned back to God, his whole life changed. And he took once more that role of being the spiritual father of the family. He's the one that insists that Christmas really is about Christ. He's the one that insists on, on daily prayer and going to Mass together as a family and really focusing on what Christmas is all about. He's the one that goes on a talk show and says, Merry Christmas, when everybody else says Happy Holidays. Something has changed in him. And so for all of us, in order to have holy families, we truly do need to keep our priorities in order. And I think that we can do that by, by Sunday Mass, maybe even daily Mass, and by, by at least daily prayer, by taking 10 minutes, getting down on our knees as we start our day, and asking God to help make us and our families holy, happy, and healthy.